it up. It's business time. Are y'all ready? We got any believers here today? Are you ready to get in the word? I know this is the crowd. This is the, the early gathering right here. This service, you guys are like, get in. You guys are bought in. This is like core. Uh, Lake Point, I love it. You're going to love this text. We've heard it before, but I want to look at it again today. Let's go. Hebrews chapter 12. A lot of people argue about who the author of Hebrews is, but I know this, this is the inspired word of God. And it's alive. This is like God's breath on a page. The word of God's inspired is God breathed. And I love these verses. The chapter before is chapter 11. It's known as the hall of faith. Some people call it the hall of fame, just a little context here, right? And, and there are people mentioned in there that you heard of. And then there's some people like you're like, if I, got, if I was God, I want to put Rahab in there. You know what I'm saying? But they made it into this chapter, into this book, into this library, which is a volume of books, because of their faith. And without faith, it's impossible. Some will say impossible. impossible. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Say it again, impossible. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so we see all these giants of faith. And we see how they had faith, and it encourages us. It encourages us to keep running the race. And I want to talk to you today about running to win. How many of you are competitors? How many competitors? Let's go. Come on. How many like to work out? How many actually do? Yeah. <laughs> Right? I'm a competitor. These guys, they're, they're, they are an inspiration to us. They're motivation to us that we're actually living these days and we'll never get these days back. You know why it's important that you, when, when we show up, that you not only show up, but that you worship God? Because once our life is over, we don't get to come back here and have a redo. You with me? And so, man, we want to give it all that we've got whether we're inviting someone or, man, we're praying over someone or someone at the grocery store, we're just smiling, holding the door, whatever it is, man, we're making our life count. And we jump into this text, verse one, therefore, whenever you read that word, therefore, you want to see why is it there? And so you gave you a little context about the chapter before, and all of those people had a good reputation. The last verse in chapter 11 says, because of their faith. They had a good reputation. How many want a good reputation? I do. How many know that character is more important than reputation, though? Because character is who you are in the dark. Reputation is who people think you are. Character is who you really are. You with me? And so now we go verse 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses... To the life of, what's that word? To the life of faith. It's a life of what? It's a life of what? It's a life of faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. And so it is a life of faith. How many been a Christian for 20 or more years? Raise your hand. Keep your hands up if you've been a Christian for 30 or more years. 40 or more years. 50 or more years, we got hands in the air. 60 or more years, I'm clapping for that. I'm clapping for that. It's a life of faith. This is a journey. Now watch this. Because it's a life of faith, 
we have something we need to do. Let us strip off. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily tri trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Remember Peter? Peter took his eyes off Jesus. He was walking on water. And we give Peter a hard time, but I never walked on water. Peter had courage. Peter said, Jesus, if that's you, call me to come out there. And Jesus like, come. And he's like, oh, man. And he's getting out of the boat. And he's, he's walking on water. He's like, I'm walking on water. I'm walking. And don't you know Peter? He has some swag to him. You know, he turned around. He uh, often, uh, a lot of theologians think that he was like the leader of the disciples. They believe that he was older than the other disciples. So he was like their leader. So can't you imagine him like turning back in the boat? And he's like, what's up? It's your boy Pete. I'm walking on water. Yeah. Y'all are you on the boat. Have fun. And then he's like, I'm walking on water. Oh, my God. I'm walking on God. Help me. I'm walking on And he takes his eyes off Jesus and he begins to sink. So we're going to keep our eyes on Jesus. It's not just enough to look at Jesus. There's something about keeping your eyes on Jesus. And that's what you guys are doing. I'm so proud of you. I know your pastor's so proud of you. I know God's so proud of you. It's not just enough to stand in faith. We want to stay in faith. But some of y'all like, Pastor Tim, we're still standing. Do you, do you remember we're still standing? I know. But y'all be standing all game. Some of y'all for Detroit game, right? Lions game, right? So we're not going to give God less than our best than we give the Lions. Let's go. We got just a little more. Hang on with me. Here we go. Now watch this. We keep our eyes on Jesus. He is the champion. My son plays football, and whether it's practice or a game, we get in the car, and he says, Dad, will you play my music? He's seventh grade. So I turn on the champion. I am the champion. And he closes his eyes. And he just thinks about that song and he goes out. Let me tell you something. You may be a champion, but there is someone that is the champion. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He's the king of glory. They know champion like this champion. He is the ultimate champion. And so we're going to keep our eyes on him. Now watch this. We're going to keep our eyes on him. He's the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, dis disregarding its shame, despising its shame. And now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Thank you, guys. Y'all be seated. I want to talk to you today. I want to talk to you today about running, running to win running to win. God wants us to run. He wants us to run to win. Let me, uh, let me do uh, something here for a second. When I read this scripture, I think about number one, you have it there in your notes. The passage starts off and it says, we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses. Consider them. Would you write that down? Consider them. Consider them. I'm sure that we all have friends and family that have gone before us. I don't know about how COVID affected you or your family or the church family here, but I, I know this, that I did some funerals during COVID 
It was a hard time. I know it was a hard time all the way around. We watched one of our campus leaders, we watched her father pass, healthy, farmer, strong, like warrior. And then we ended up in a funeral home and wondered, how did we get here? For the Christian, watch this, for the Christian, death is but the door. It's graduation. When we die as a Christian, when we die as a Christian, we're not dead. Do you know that? We're just, we have just changed neighborhoods. Isn't that, a, isn't that a better way to think of it? We think of like heaven, like, oh, that will be awesome one day. I just hope it's not today. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that will be just not yet Jesus, right? I was scared Jesus was gonna come back or I was, you know, I was scared Jesus was gonna come back before I got married. You know, I'm like, not yet Jesus. I got life to live. Let me tell you something. There are those that have passed on before us and they're in heaven and they are part of the grandstands of heaven and they are cheering you on. Just like Friday, I was cheering on the football team. First half, they were flat. Coach gave them an incredible speech at halftime and they came out a different football team and we were cheering them on and I knew I was speaking this weekend and I recorded on Wednesday for our messages this week at our different campuses and I was like, okay, don't give it all out. Contain, contain, you know, but it was hard. It was hard because I was watching them fight. I was watching them battle. I was watching them get hit and, and hit people and I couldn't help but be compelled to be compelled to cheer them on, <coughs> excuse me, and say, <clears throat> come on guys, you got this, don't quit. It, there was a rain delay for three times. We went out, lightning, <sighs> thunder, isn't there a song like that? And uh, we went out and we'd come back again and it was time and when we came back, it would rain and we went back and so we had this ball game, we had this fight, we had this battle and I was cheering them on. I want you to consider them, consider the ones in heaven. For me, it's personal. For me, uh, my mom passed away when I was four, little over four and a half. My mom loved Jesus and she loves him even more because she's seen him face to face. She served Jesus. She had a brother who was running from God. He was a pastor, cheated with a church secretary, ran off, and she began to get so burdened for him. She began to pray, God, if it, if it takes my life to get his attention, like here I am, God. That was my mama. So compassionate, so loving. 1980, August 6th, we had a family reunion. Um, we were at Opryland used to be a theme park. We were driving home in Franklin, Tennessee, Highway 96, and a gentleman, guy was driving his car. He's 24, I think, and he was drunk. We came around the corner. We had just stopped at a gas station. We had got a candy bar. We got a Coca-Cola. You know, how many know, like, I like Coca-Cola, but it's better in the bottle. You know what I'm saying? It's better in a bottle than the, the glass bottle, than a can. And I remember eating that Hershey's candy bar and drinking that Coke you know, health food. And um, back then I was skinny. By the way, if you wonder why I'm wearing this, I'm trying to lose weight. So 
My wife put me on, no, I'm just kidding. We'll get to this in a minute. But we, uh, we're at this gas station, then we get back on the road and all of a sudden a guy comes around a corner and he tags us head on going 96 miles an hour. My mom went to heaven. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You know what's crazy? About 43 years now, my mom's been up in heaven and she's been cheering me on. She's been saying, come on, Tim, run the race. You got this. Love people, Tim. Be good to people, Tim. Preach Jesus, Tim. Be faithful, Tim. She is one of many people. I, I took our family. We got a picture, I believe. I took our family um, a couple uh Oh, about a month and a half ago, we were in Tennessee and uh, I took him to see her gravesite. And we went there and we were standing around her gravesite. And, and as we were standing there and looking at it, <clears throat> it, it just reminded me that mom's been with Jesus for all these years. A day's as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. She's seen Jesus, she worships Jesus, and she is like him because she's seen him face to face. But she's up there with my aunt and uncles. I had an uncle buried over here, had a grandparent buried over here, another grandparent. I was surrounded with all these relatives. And when the kids went back to the car and Steph went back to the car, I sat in the grass and I began to talk to mom. I talked to mom. Sometimes people ask me, they ask me the question, Pastor, do you think they can see us? Hebrews 12.1. We're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses. What are they witnessing? They were witnessing us. They're watching us. They're cheering us on. And I sat there with my family, or they had gone back to the car and I was talking to mom and I just got overwhelmed with how thankful I was, how thankful I am for her legacy. That's in me. She taught me to love Jesus. Four and a half years old, she taught me to love Jesus. Consider them. Who in your family, which friend did you lose? Maybe you're still grieving, and it's okay, because tears are a safety valve for the soul. It's good. There's a season to cry. But at some point, we got to walk up out of that season. And at some point, we need to realize, you know what? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. They're with Jesus, and they're watching me, and they're cheering me on. And when I come to church, and when I get in a group, and when I read God's Word, when I pray, when I do life with other people, when I serve at the church... When I love my neighbor as myself, there is a grandstand in heaven and they're cheering us on. Number one, consider them. You have people right now cheering you on. And you know what? When people cheer you on, you get to give a little bit more, don't you? Whenever I go to the gym with, with a friend, a partner, I always push myself harder than if I just go myself. And you can push yourself harder because of who is up there and they are watching and they're encouraging and they're cheering you on. Number one, consider them. Number two, consider yourself. Consider yourself. Watch this. It says this, let us strip off every weight that slows us down and especially the sin that so easily trips us up. I got this weighted vest on to illustrate this point. 
The truth is that you and I, in life, we have things that slow us down, and then we have sin that trips us up. Let me talk to you real quick about the things that slow us down. They're weights. Not necessarily a sin, but it's a weight. Now, here's the thing. You want to train with weights. You want to train with them. Weights will make you stronger. You, you, you want to train with them. You don't want to compete with them. You don't want to run a race with dumbbells in your hands. You want to run a race with a weighted vest, but this weighted vest is an illustration that you and I, if we're not thoughtful, if we're not mindful, that you and I, we have some things in our life that might not be the sin category over there, but it, it, it might just be a weight. First one's attitude. Attitude. We can have an, an, an attitude. Now, I'm not even talking about a sinful attitude. I'm just talking about a, a mindset, young people. We got some young people in here, watch. I'm talking about a mindset that maybe isn't healthy. A mindset. Instead of realizing that you are who God says you are, you are his masterpiece. And instead, you just got this mindset that like, I'm less than. And it's a weight and it'll slow you down. Oh man, what else we got in here? Ooh, a mindset can lead to an agreement. An agreement. Sometimes we make an agreement with the enemy and, and uses just a little. In other words, Adam and Eve, Adam was over here. The devil started talking to Eve, saying, oh, man, God, God's holding back from you. Look at this. Don't you want this? And she just started listening. It might be an agreement. It, it might be something else. It, it might be, let's see, it might be your language. Now, you're not over here, like, cussing people out in the church parking lot. <laughs> um, it just might be language that's unhealthy. Language that, like, when it comes out of your kid's mouth, it doesn't sound as good. Might be language like um, negative self-talk, where it's like, I'm just, man, I'm an idiot. Then, no, you're not an idiot. You're a masterpiece. You're a son of the king. You're a daughter of the king. You are the most high God. Like, when God looks at you, he's like, that's my son. That's my daughter in whom I'm well pleased. It, it might be just a weight that's slowing you down, just the way you talk about yourself. Might be that it. it mm, mm, why you gotta go there? It might be somebody you're dating, and they're a weight, and you're like, I know, but I've waited so long, Pastor Tim. You don't understand. I've waited so long, and now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, I'm getting older. The clock's ticking. I'm 22. <laughs> it might might be might be a weight. Might, might be a weight that's slowing you down. I got some weights back here. Also, it, it, it might be some different things. It, it might not be these things over here. It, one, of, one of these back here, it says Netflix. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Netflix. One, one says social media. I don't think there's anything wrong with social media. Thank God we live in America. Thank God for free speech. I think we ought to keep praying like God protect us, keep our country free. Are you with me? I believe that. But Netflix 
can become a weight if I'm quick to open up Netflix because it's on my phone and I got it right here, but so is my Bible. But I'm reaching for net, I'm reaching for social media, and I got no problem. I got no no problem at all. Um, pulling up social media, checking out the likes, who's followed me. But if I'm not careful, it can become a god. Another one is uh, is uh, maybe your um, maybe a hobby that you have, and you got a hobby. Nothing wrong with a hobby. I think God wants us to enjoy ourselves. But if we just live for that, if we make that hobby our God, you know what happens? That hobby becomes a weight and it slows us down. So consider yourself. What weights are you carrying? Can I see this, Pastor Scott? Oh, oh my goodness. It's a slam ball. It's a medicine ball. A wall ball. It's 12 pounds. This represents sin. That's weight. This represents sin. See, when, I, when I'm in love with sin, when I'm in love with sin, it's hard to raise my hands in worship. When, when, when I'm holding sin, when I'm hanging on to sin, it's kind of hard to pick up my Bible and get, get in God's word. And, and, and we all have sin and we all have weights. Consider yourself. What would the Holy Spirit say today in my life or in your life this is a weight. You need to let it go so that you can run to win. Number one, consider them. Number two, consider yourself. I said it to our church like yourself. Number three, consider him. Let's talk about Jesus for a minute. Let's talk about Jesus for a minute. Jesus comes and he dies, and he dies. In fact, you fill in the blanks, okay? Jesus died on the, and he shed his, and if we accept him as our, when we die, we get to go to, uh-huh. And sometimes, and that is the truth, and thank God for the truth, but you know what? Sometimes we miss the whole cross. Consider him. They took Jesus. They took God in the flesh. And they took God and you know what they did? They spit on him. They mocked him. They took a crown of thorns. Thorns over in Israel are huge. They're not these little, little things. There's these huge horns. And then they took a reed and they beat it on his head. They beat it on his head. They mocked him. They took a cat of nine tails, which is like nine bull whips. And they took a big, strong soldier and in Bible manner and custom times during this time, when they flogged a man, they would do one of two things. They would, they would tie his hands and like his feet together and they would bend him over something. We've probably seen that on some of the Jesus movies or sometimes they would even lift them off their feet, stretching the skin, exposing the body and they stripped him and then they whipped him. And a big, strong soldier was told to whip him 39 times. 40, you would die. And they whipped him. And every time that, that cat of nine tails, which was filled, it was like nine bull whips, and everyone was filled with sharp objects. And the very last part was filled with something that would dig in. So it would not only slice and dice and cut, but at the very end, it would hook in. Any anglers in here? 
but he liked to fish. You know what I'm talking about? And they whipped him and they whipped him and they whipped him. And every time it wrapped around and then that big strong soldier would and it would literally fillet Jesus 39 times. Consider him, consider him. And they put a robe on him. They mocked him, he's king of the Jews. <laughs> oh, king, oh hell, king, he's the king. And then once the blood clotted, stopped flowing, ripped that robe off of him, made him carry a cross. That cross was my cross because of my sin. Some people say it was two to 300 pounds, the top part. And they tie him to it and Jesus is carrying it. And I've been to Jerusalem. I've seen the road. Jesus walking. And that weight is so heavy that the creator of the universe who spoke it into being with his tongue is now falling underneath the weight he had already sweat great drops of blood. And now Simon from Cyrene, a black man, Simon came over and he got under the cross with Jesus. It was actually not Jesus' cross. It was actually Simon's cross. It was actually my cross. It was actually your cross because of my sin. And Jesus stayed under that cross. And then they nailed him to the cross and they hoisted it up and there was a hole in the ground and they would get that to fall into the ground. And when it did, his vertebrae, subluxation after subluxation, his back was so out after the way they had whipped him. Psalm 22 says that his, his bones actually stared at him. Consider him, consider him. They spit on him, they pluck his beard, they mock him. Crown of thorns, king of the Jews, nailed to the cross, they lift him up. Consider him. You know why he didn't say, I'm out, that's it. Because he loves you that much. So Jesus took my sin Jesus took not just my mistakes, not just my bad habits, Jesus took my sin and he paid for my sin. And he paid for your sin so that you and I could give it. We could be free. We could live a victorious life. We could live surrendered. We could pick up our cross daily and follow him. We could say, God, here am I, send me. God, here am I, use me. God, here I am, I, I, I'm yours, God. Like you've blessed me with so much, God. These hands are your hands. This mouth is your mouth. This heart is your heart. Like these feet are your feet. Like God, I just wanna love people like you love them. God, I just wanna serve people like you want me to serve them. Consider him. And this 
is the very thing that if you're not a Christian, you're watching online right now, or you're here in the gathering and you're not a Christian, this is the very thing that should compel you to say, I'm in. No one's ever loved me like that. No one has ever done something like that for me. If you're here as a Christian, Jesus is coming back. We don't have much time. I truly believe we're living in the last days. The old early church would say, Maranatha, the Lord is coming. Maranatha, the Lord is coming. They believed he was coming in their lifetime, but I'm telling you what, you can pick up the Bible and see what's happening in the world. And I believe that it's imminent that Jesus is coming back. And so right now, consider them. They're cheering you on. Lake Point, consider yourself. What weights do I need to lay down so they don't slow me down? What sin do I need to give up so I don't get tripped up? Consider him. That's the reason that we do it. If we'll keep our eyes on Jesus, he's the champion who initiates and he perfects our faith. And Jesus endured all of that, the cross, because of what was ahead of him. And you know what was ahead of him? You, and you, and you, and you. And that's why it wasn't nails that held Jesus there. It was his love for you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? If you're here today and you're a Christian, let's go there first. You're, you're a Jesus follower, but the truth is, man, there's some sin in your life. You know it. You feel convicted. You feel the Holy Spirit working in your life. You, you, there's some weights. Maybe it's, maybe, maybe it's not that you're cheating on your spouse over here. Maybe it's the fact that, that you're just telling these little, little white lies and they're tripping you up. Maybe it's over here and it's something different. You, you have something that's become a God in your life and you begin to bow down and worship that more than God. You begin to, to love that more than you love God. You say, I'm a Christian, Pastor Tim. I wanna, I wanna get rid of the weights and, and, and get rid of that sin. And, and, and so 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, right? He's faithful, he's just to forgive us of our sin, to cleanse us like the cross settled it, right? But when we come back as a Christian, we never lose that relationship as a son or daughter of God, but sometimes that fellowship with God, right? When we backslide it, man, it feels like God's far away. And the last time he moved, it was towards you. How many say that's me, Pastor Tim? I loved Jesus, but you know what? I'm right now, there's some things I gotta give up. Would you raise your hand up? Would you hold it up? Hold it up on the count of three. One, two, three, all over, hold it up. Man, there's hands everywhere, hands everywhere. God bless you, put them down. Listen. We want to give you an opportunity today to consider him. The worst thing that could happen is for you to come to church, not know Jesus and leave without knowing Jesus. If you just came and enjoyed the music and enjoyed the people and enjoyed the message and you walked out and you, you missed Jesus, you missed everything. If you're here and you are not a Christian, or maybe you just struggle with knowing for sure that you're a Christian, let's just nail it down today. I want you to consider him. I gave you the gospel that Jesus died on the cross and he shed his blood. And that blood was shed for all of our sins to be whitewashed, pressure washed, so that you and I could be made brand new. That's what Jesus did. And Jesus did it because he loves you. And if you 
will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. If you'll believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be, and the, the, the term in the Bible is saved, but it means you'll be made new. You will be made right with God. You will be cleansed. I'm talking new car smell, brand new. And if you've never done that, today is the day of salvation. We've already prayed for you. You're here, you're a young person, you think you got a long time, you don't know. You're here, you're middle age, you think you hoping you still got 30, 40 years, but you don't know. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ, I wanna lead you in a sinner's prayer right now. I'm gonna ask you to pray it out loud with me. Would you pray it out loud with me right now? Everybody, so that those who pray it for the first time, don't pray it alone. Then after the prayer, I'm gonna ask you, hey, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, if you put your faith and trust in what Jesus did for you on the cross, and you transferred your faith from yourself, from your own good works, you transferred it to Jesus, then I'm gonna ask you at the end of this prayer to raise your hand. We're gonna celebrate you. Let's pray together. And you're not praying to me. Mm -mm. You're not praying through me. We're going right to God. Heaven's listening, heaven's leaning in. Let's pray right now. Would you say Jesus? That's right, beautiful guys, say it out loud, Jesus. I am a sinner and I desperately need a savior. Please forgive me of my sin and please come in to my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for bleeding and dying for me. And I believe you rose again on the third day. I now declare Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I give you my life. And now I receive your life. Please teach me how to live. In Jesus' name, amen. Everyone looking up right here. I'm about ready to walk off the stage. Look up right here. If you did that today, I want you to know there's a party, like a party. There's a party in heaven right now. Angels are rejoicing. It is amazing. Your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's the one place you want your name written. And heaven is celebrating your spiritual birthday. And when a baby's born in a hospital room, more people run into the room after the baby's born because now there's a lot to do. You with me? So this isn't the end. This is just the beginning. I want you to be bold. I believe there are people in this room today in this service that today you pray that prayer for the first time or you've been doubting and you, the devil's just, and you're like, I don't know if I'm a Christian or not, but today you're gonna say, you know what? I know as of today, I know. I'm a Christian. If that's you, I want you to have three seconds of courage. I'm gonna to count to three, and then I want you to have three seconds of courage. I want you to shoot that hand up. I want you to hold it up high. You ready? Here we go. One, two, three, hold it up high. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see three hands, anybody else? Come on, church, let's celebrate. Let's go. This is amazing. This is awesome. Man, I love you guys. We are so honored to be here. Thank you so much. I'm gonna turn it over to Pastor Scott.